All right. My guest today on Series Slam's Outcast is Anthony Hooty Russo. What's up, Ant? What's going on? My man. Looking good. You slowing hey, down a little bit? I try to stay in shape, man. I'm an old man. I don't try to stay uh, big and oh, strong man. anymore. You know, I'm 47. <laughs> oh, all right. I thought you were in your 30s. I thought no, you were a millennial. No, no, I'm a fucking Gen Xer, man. 47. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is your third time on. Um, uh, I will put our original interview in the description area. But why don't you break down real quick who uh, you were and your past so people uh, know, because then we're going to get into some uh, recent arrests that happened in the underworld. Oh, I mean, uh, my Vlad interview, I got my YouTube channel, Hootie Social Club. Um, I was part of a crew that was in the Gambino family that went back, I don't know, forever 100 years and it was just you know most people were grandfathered in i grew up in the neighborhood where it was and uh became good friends with their kids and wind up you know becoming a crew uh before that i was a major player in the drug game from uh east new york to ozone park to woodhaven and um i'm pretty sure a lot of your viewers already know my story yeah exactly i just wanted to break it down quickly so uh the reason why I wanted to have you on is because you're a free man, but you're still living in the neighborhood, right? You live in uh, yeah. Brooklyn, uh, and um, you have your ear to the grindstone. So what happened was last week, apparently, there were, I believe, 10 arrests. And I'll quickly run down. Uh, it says, 10 arrest members and associates of the Gambino crime family, including Staten Island Joseph Lanny, a reputed captain. Some people say he was a captain. Some people say he was actually the head of the Gambino crime family, too. I don't know how true that is. Angelo <laughs> Guadalone, uh, a soldier, associate Vincent, something or other. I can't pronounce his name. And then um, there was another guy. His name was Diego Danny Tantillo. So basically what it came to, comes down to is they were trying to in, they were trying to push themselves into a demo business, a, a hauling business, and a restaurant business. So Supposedly, this guy, Lanny, was trying to shake down a restaurant owner, um, threatened to burn his, the place down, was caught with a uh, buying a gas can. Supposedly, he did beat up the owner and his wife, slashed his tires. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get into him first, because um, there well, are some. So I didn't when you asked me to do this interview, I didn't read yeah. anything about it. I mean, of course, I know Jolani personally. OK, Um but who are the other guys? Because no, I heard the rest of them are from Long Island. Staten Island. Staten Island, uh, Brooklyn, and Jersey. So there's the other guy is Diego Danny Tantillo. Those are, these are the two big names. Supposedly, he is a recent inductee into the Gambino crime family. Oh, he must and, have just got straightened out. I never heard of him. Yeah, and uh, he tried to uh, he tried to basically, there's a demo demolition company that he was trying to get a $1,000 a week from. And they stopped paying it, and he supposedly instructed an associate to go burn down the steps, burn down some trucks, and it happened. And then there was another arrest where he was given 50000 from a demo business, um, but he wasn't satisfied with that. So he sent someone to beat up uh, the owner and some employees. And that those are the two biggest uh, those are the two biggest stories, in, including in that. The other names were, um, I can't remember the other names. I know uh let's see the other i can make it easy you know i, I mean we can get into it joe lonnie 
Uh-huh. I, I remember when Jolani got straightened out. I used to go to the real estate place, hang out with him. They're legitimate guys. He's with the Sicilian faction of the Gambino family. So m- those guys, you know, they make fun of him because, yeah, they didn't hang out in social clubs. I didn't know them for doing crimes, maybe on paper crimes such as construction, demolition, real estate, because he owned the real estate business with his brother in Brooklyn. I used to go there all the time. He had a desk there, and they were real estate guys. But what a lot of people don't understand is the Sicilian faction won't straighten you out if you're a wild street guy. I mean, mm. if you come from somebody else, maybe. But if you're under them, you gotta be a you gotta keep your nose down, you gotta, you know, stay under the radar and you gotta earn big money. And you gotta have legitimate business. That's the way they work. And uh. I can tell you this, the guys that are, were back in Jolani twenty, you know, fifteen years ago as I proposed them, did a shit ton of jail time. They run the Gambino family and they've all got a ton of money. Those are they're big, big, big money guys. And they've mm-hmm. all done 20, 15 in the feds. They're, they're, they're serious guys. Hit the crew that, you know, straightened him out. Um, when my crew went in, he became the acting captain for my crew because they all knew him. He, you know, he was very familiar with the guys from Howell Beach and Ozone Buck because we all used to go to dinner, go to clubs. We used to go to Brooklyn and hang out with them. So we were friendly. It wasn't like we were hanging out because we were, you know, Gambino guys in the same crew. It wasn't like that. He was a friendly guy. His friends were all right. And they got introduced to him when he got straightened out. We used to go to, they used to hang out in the clubs on 18th Avenue, the St. Rosalia feast, you know, sure. the third Avenue feast. So that's how we knew Jolani. And I knew him just as a legitimate guy. I knew he was straightened out, but I knew he came from the Sicilians. Everybody was a bookmaker. Everybody's got a sheet. Everybody puts, you know, by that time he was probably putting it overseas, maybe he loaned a few dollars out, but that's what I know him as. He wasn't like a street guy hurting people. I'm sure whatever he was doing in Jersey, that was so stupid. There's, you know, people seeing him do it. He was probably not used to doing things like that. So when somebody went at him and told him no, he probably overreacted. Because a guy who's in the life and who's doing things doesn't go to a store to buy a can. You know, they, right. they do a genius. Right. You, right. Fill up a, you fill up a Pepsi bottle in the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go, okay. like, you, it's all you need is a little bit of gas and you light the whole place off. So whatever he was doing was a big show. Then I heard slash your tires. What are we, ex-girlfriends? Only ex-girlfriends slice tires. Yeah. And like nothing against him, but like I said, he's a really nice guy. They were into legitimate businesses, maybe bookmaking. You know, like my guys, we were in the streets. There was no legitimate businesses. Everything was Shylock and bookmaking, um, drugs, uh, card games, joker pokers, social club. Like that's all we did. We were in mm-hmm. the streets. Our nine to five was 24 hours a day street guys. We didn't. That was the one thing because if you trace everything back the windows case the union these guys all get in trouble because there's a paper trail now imagine getting a union gig and you got to put a bid in with somebody else like we consider them like they're going to jail to be because they're working guys who wants to be involved in a legitimate business and still go to jail got to get up every day put your work boots on go shake down coffee i mean so that whole thing and that was the one thing about the captain and micro you're smart with so let these guys take whatever they want legitimately They'll never win a beef at the table for anything in the streets because that belongs to us. Mm. We're not touching construction. Anything you got to get a check, a wire transfer with straight cash, making money in the street. And that's why we did so well. And that's why we lasted so long. Mm. So what I knew about him, Jolani was a nice guy. He got straightened out. I remember it, not vaguely, perfectly. We went there. I was introduced to him after he was straightened out. And... We became very close, me, my, you know, the guys in my crew and him. We used to go to dinner in the city. And I just knew him as a real estate guy. Mm. 
And I think there was something you brought up about somebody calling him Batman. I never heard that part until somebody said it to me. But they were like, yeah, he was a real estate and he was a real estate broker in the daytime and a gangster at night. To me, he was just a real estate broker all the time. Right. right you know what right, I mean? Right, if he right. had a, like I said, if he maybe everybody does bookmaking, you know, right. the, the guy in the corner store cutting your cold cuts got a sheet. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right, so right, 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 right. I, I didn't know him for doing anything in the street. So when I heard about the gas can and the tires, you can tell that they don't do things in the street because that's not what you do. Right, right, make right. Make it right, a spectacle right, right. like that. And I'm pretty sure. And he's no boss. Maybe maybe they made him a captain. He was an acting captain. Maybe they made him a captain because guys came home from jail. They get their positions back. So I don't know how that I don't know how it works. I'm going to find out because I didn't even think he was a player until you reached out. And I don't want to read anything or anything like that. So I wanted to speak to you first and see what you had so I could just, you know, go off the top of my head from what I know. But I'm pretty sure that guy I know the guys that he's under. And they're not going to be happy that he made such a spectacle of everything. Could have just been a bullshit extortion case. And if you got all these underlings under you, why ain't they going to do? What are you doing as a captain? Right. Captains don't do that. Captains don't do that. No captains that I know. I know captains like Vinny and Sarah. They used to go in bars and wreck places, but that was just because they were madmen. No, they yeah, weren't going okay, in. They weren't going. They would send. Vinny would send a guy like Gene to go in a place and shake it down. Okay. You know, you're not supposed to be out doing things like that. So maybe he didn't have the right guys around him. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like you said, the the guy that you mentioned, I don't even know. You said he's probably a new guy that just got straightened out. And then Staten Island to me is New Jersey. So I really don't, right, like, right, you don't right. know what, what the fuck they're doing over there. Yeah. Let, so let's, yeah. So Gene Barella was on his uh, TikTok and he made a comment about Joseph Lanny. And basically I'm paraphrasing, but he, what he said was, Joe Lanny was a real estate guy. He was never a tough guy. And he called for him one time to go to his uh, real estate office and he didn't go. And he said to him, you sell real estate in Brooklyn. I'm over here shooting people. We're not the same. And uh, he goes, I guess he's a captain now because there's nobody left. Yeah, I could find that being true, but he's right. Because I know a lot of guys like that. I know a lot of guys that turned down sit downs with guys that never did nothing. But again, I'm not talking bad about Joe Lanny because when I was in the life, he was a friend. He okay. was a very close acquaintance, and I don't got nothing bad to say about him, but I knew him the same way. I knew him as a real estate guy. And if I was like Gene and I was in another family and that guy sends for me, yeah, I would, I would send back a ridiculous, we're not the same. I'm on the corners. I'm hanging out. I'm doing my thing out here. We're not the same. So I understand that 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so like let's I get, said, okay. I knew he was the acting captain of my crew when we were all in jail. And then when guys came home, he got sent back to Brooklyn. I don't know if they gave him his full-fledged badge, his stripes. I don't know. Yeah. And now I'm going to find out because, like I said, I didn't know any of this. I thought he was selling real estate until yeah. you reached out. Yeah, well, there's rumors floating around that he's a captain. And there's also rumors floating around that he was the acting boss at the Gambino family. No, no, no. I, I, that, of course, I know who the acting boss is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. not him. <laughs> so let's let's there's also a sicilian faction they also arrested some uh sicilian mafia members um yeah well you gotta hope I, that wasn't his fault because he'll get in big trouble for that because like i said he comes from the sicilian faction okay has there always been a sicilian faction has always has always has there always been ties back to the old country no even the sicilian faction here don't have ties back to the old country if there was ah. something going on it's something new i knew all the guys that on the sicilian side because i'm I was the only Sicilian in my crew. They used to break my balls every day. Because if you don't realize, the Sicilians and the Novelty Dons do not get along. Yeah. That's just the way it works. And why there was a massive 
bringing in of the Nobly Dons was because of John Gotti. He was Nobly Don, and he brought all the guys from around him with Nobly Don. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then right. you had Bobby Glasses and Italian Dom. Those were the two bosses when there was a three-boss panel, and they were both Sicilian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, after the whole Gotti regime left, the Sicilians reclaimed, because going back to the beginning of the time, Carlo, Paul, mm-hmm. Sicilian. Right, right. John, right. Junior, Pete, and then now it's, you know, it got put back into the Sicilian hands. Who would is now you're talking about, you said there was Sicilians back in Italy that got pinched, right? Part of the Nagrada? Yeah. Yeah. Let me um, see if I could quickly. Were any Sicilians here? Was any Sicilians in America that got pinched besides Jolani's crew? Let me see if I could quickly pull it up. Uh, FBI searches New York properties for bodies with Tyson Campino crime family. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Yeah, what's yeah, that I... about? Would they catch one of these guys bragging on tape about something? Let's see. The FBI and other law enforcement are searching and digging in bodies in Orange County, New York, in connection with ongoing investigations with the Gambino crime family. Sources familiar with the investigation tell NBC New York. The search is taking place at two locations, one on Hampton Road and another one on Hamptonburg Road. I don't know. Heavy equipment, so on and so forth. Did I mention any any names? Uh, the man associated with the infamous Brooklyn crime syndicate were arrested and charged with 16 counts of died on sealed federal charges. Oh, same thing. It's uh, according to uh, prosecutors, the 10 arrests are Joseph Lanny, Danny Diego Tantillo. Oh, James Lafort. That was the other guy I was thinking of. Vito Rappa, uh, Francesco Vacari, Uncle Ciccio. That's the uh, Sicilian faction based on the Sicilian mafia associated with the Gambino associate. That's that's the guy who was part of Sicilian right, faction. So it just must have been the low level guys. Okay. I didn't hear any big names in there, so. Uh, Salvatore DiLorenzo, Robert Brooke, Kyle Johnson, Vincent Mascaro. That's the whole cl- crew. That's about it. Right. Anyway. Yeah, so somebody must have been bragging about some murders from years ago, and they must have just got something. Yeah. Because the Sicilians do not talk about that, I can tell you that much. Really? They leave it, you know, dead and buried. But All from right. what I heard, this guy was inside a candy store, you said, trying to buy a gas can. Like, I don't it was, even know. He, he was in a gas station buying a gas can. And they got him on surveillance. Yeah, they got him on surveillance. So, yeah, yeah, it seems like like amateur hour. It seems like amateur hour. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And if he's a captain, I mean, it just goes to show you, they're not used to doing things in the street. They're used to being in a boardroom or at a table doing things. These guys, you know, I mean, look look at the things that went on when we were on the street. Did you ever see anything that ridiculous come across the news screen? Well, no. See, that's the thing. I remember... You know, here's the thing. I remember I, I actually interviewed Larry and we spoke about this too. And I'm gonna tell you the same thing that that um I asked him. I'm gonna ask you the same thing I asked him. When I was a kid and we lived in Brooklyn, you know, my my family was pretty legit and they kept me away from it. But my parents grew up in Red Hook, right? Now I remember that the sheer mention of somebody's name made you shit in your pants. And there was there was no need to go this far to get your money or so on and so forth, you know, and even it got so much so that like the guys that would collect what weren't even uh, intimidating guys, they would just be like, Hey, this is so-and-so's money. You got to deal with him, you know, and, and just mentioning his name was enough to scare the shit out of you because by the time they were captains or made their, their bones were made, their reputations were had and so on and so forth. When now it seems like these guys are trying to, gain a reputation while they're uh, being made and so on and so forth by, like you said, you know, trying to 
uh, burn uh, steps down, trying to burn a restaurant down, and so on and so forth, while they're supposedly made. Is it just that they're just weaker than what they used to be, that there's nobody around left? Is that, is that the case, or is it just, what's the case? They, they're exactly what you said. There's nobody around. They, they And you got to remember, a lot of these guys are getting straightened out behind closed doors. You used to do all your dirt so you can get proposed to get straightened out, so you already had the reputation. Mm. So okay. people already trembled and feared you. Like, there was a lot of guys when I was growing up getting straightened out in the 80s that I thought were already gangsters. Because their yeah. reputations were so long. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're right. Mm-hmm. The sheer mention of their names, you yeah. would pay. But today, they're like, what is this guy? Watch The Sopranos? Who's right. looking at me? He thinks he's right. Christy right. Maltesante. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's what people. And the thing is, maybe he doesn't have guys to say, go. See, you got you to gotta, you gotta really be able to be a boss, a leader, to get people to do what you want them to do. Now, if I know you've never cracked an egg in your life and you want to send me to go do something, I'm not going to do it. Right. So it could right, have been right. one of those things. Right. You know what I mean? And you're usually, you said that they said that there was, a friend was trying to stop him and he's a captain. It's supposed to be the other way around. Mm. Captain's supposed to be stopping his underlings from doing that. You get what uh, I'm saying? Right. So right, it, right, it's right. all mixed up and twisted today. That would have never went on. Like my captain, when he came to us and says, go put a piece of work, go do something. No questions asked. No money. No invite. That's when you say people were hitmen. There's no hitmen in the mafia. I hate when people say people are hitmen in the mafia. I don't care who you are, whatever you are. There was no such thing as hitmen That's unless right, you go yeah. back to the days of murder and murder right, guys right. put out contracts. When there's a green light on you, guys and your crew just got to go do what they got to do. Yeah. They don't look for money. They don't look for recognition because it's never supposed to be spoken about after it's done. Right. 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 That's right. it. So today. I can't I, listen to me. I know if guys like me were on the street, we'd be bosses today. I mean, we, they, 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 no one would even be able to stand with us in the streets. But with the technology, we'd last four hours. You know right, I mean? right, they, right. It's the truth. They, they put us under the jail. You know what I mean? So those guys just don't have the people in the streets to do this for them. And they just don't hold weight anymore. So they got to go out and act like idiots. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's, it seems to be like what it is. And, it doesn't seem to be anybody with any kind of brain power either. It seems to be just, you know, wannabes or street thugs that are just trying to hold it together. But quick story, That's like it. my father, my father would tell me, my father's from Red Hook. And uh, when he was growing up, uh, the Gallows were, you know, the, the big names in the neighborhood back then. And he was starting his a construction company. Like I said, my father was a legit electrical contractor, right? And he borrowed money to start the business from uh, uh, Joe Gallows' crew. I don't know exactly who. I don't remember. But we're talking, you know, the 1950s and 60s or whatever, 1960s, right? And um, <clears throat> And he would... Somebody would come to collect and he would write a check out to cash because back then it was check or cash. That was it. Right. So we'd write a check out to cash and then um, they called him down to the club and they, you know, he came, he came, they, he was being accused of not paying. So he grabbed his checkbook and, and, and went down there, went down to the club. And I got, again, I don't know the names and my father's been dead years and he would have been 88 years old. So it was a long time ago, but they said, you know, um, uh, we hear that you're not, you were not paying. He goes, no, I, I pay every week. And the guy says to him, what do you have, your homework with you? He goes, no, this is my checkbook. And I can show you every week I'm paying. This is the checks clearing. Um, but the person he was paying to wasn't turning it over to them. Right? And then and, and then he said, well, who's who uh, who, you, who are you giving it to? And he mentioned the guy's name. And the guy's like, okay, all right, we'll take care of it. You're from the neighborhood. If you need anything, you know, make sure you come back. But it yeah. was just, just the, the call alone 
was enough to scare the <laughs> shit out of you, right? And it's just that doesn't seem to be the way anymore. Because so if really, but if, just look, look what you're saying, just so you know, I don't want you to lose this point. Go ahead. Say that that's you in this day and age, right? Yeah. And Joe Lonnie calls you to go to the real estate office. You're going to take that guy serious in a real estate office? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Exactly. Hey, right. You owe me money. All right. Yeah. What the fuck? What, I rent one of your joints. Like oh, yeah. it's just you don't. There's no dark with a dim light in the club anymore. Right. There's Fifteen exactly. guys standing around. It's just so right there. You could just think about it. Think about the situation your father was in, and then think right. about where what situation you'd be in today if that would happen. Right. 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 Exactly. So you know what I mean. I want to go to the next topic because this one is really interesting. This happened only a couple of days ago. So there were two guys. Anthony Center and Joey tested. They called them the Gemini Twins, and they they were or they were part of the Roy DeMeo crew. If anybody doesn't know who the Roy DeMeo crew, they were basically just really ruthless killers, um, and they worked out of the Gemini Gemini Lounge in Brooklyn. And these two guys were young guys at the time, and they were ruthless killers and murderers and so on and so forth. So Anthony Center got arrested for ten murders, and he was supposed to do. Uh, life plus 20 years right and they even one story was they even found the body of a murder he committed in 1975 and the body was dismembered so this is how ruthless and just crazy this man was well supposedly after 35 years and he's going to be 70 years old soon they granted him parole and he's going to be going to a halfway house soon and then he's going to be released back into society so what i wanted to ask you was one can a guy be that dangerous anymore and and two, how is he going to make that transition of being in prison for thirty five years, going right into you know society again? Well, good for him. Now you see, like respect. Now Anthony Santa went away when I was eleven years old. It's been in since nineteen eighty eight, right? Right. I don't even want to talk about the guy because that's the kind not fear, but that's the kind of fear it should strike in people. To not even mention the guy's name, right? Because right. the respect that those guys had, like the guys, the guys doing life, and people would use his name on the street, and people would be scared. And life plus thirty, life plus twenty, they do that so you don't come home. Right. So what he got was something very out of, very out of order. You know that's not how it works. When you get life plus twenty, life plus thirty, it's like there's no there's no chance for parole. That's why right. they do that. So. The people know he's never coming home, but if there's somebody that's with him and they use his name, people would pay. You know, like you got to put, I put respect behind his name, even though right. I'm not in the streets no more. Like, I don't even want to talk about the guy's business because I got that much respect for his name. And thank, I'm glad he's getting to come home. But a guy like that is owed so much for the people he stood up for and mm-hmm. the name that he was able to hold in prison so people can use it on the outside. That he should just be sitting in Florida or Long Island on a deck with a built-in pool with his family around him and checks and envelopes just coming to the house every week. So it's really not that much of an adjustment. Now, if the guy's got to go back into the real world and drive a truck in Manhattan, today's traffic, and you got to deal with everyday people. and But when you're just around your family and you live, the cities where, you know, there's a big adjustment. But if you're around your, and of course, it's going to be a big adjustment for anywhere. But I'm pretty sure that's because I know that's what a lot of old timers do. They either go south or yeah. they're out in Jersey or the end of Long Island. And it's a lot easier for them to, you know, immigrate back into society, you know, back into society. Mm-hmm. And there's a, like, that's a perfect example. Like if I owed money, 
and I'm who I am. I'm a street guy. I don't give a fuck about nobody. But if I owed money and the guy that I owed it to was with him, yeah, I'd make it my business to go pay him. Right, exactly. You yes. get what I'm saying? Right. But right, right, right. you tell me that a real estate broker is your guy, tell him to come get it. Yeah, I'm just saying, those yeah. are the, and I'm not there about because I like Jolani as a person, I know him yeah. personally. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. We've hung out, we've went out to dinner, we went out to bars. I know him personally, right? Right, I got right. nothing, I got zero to say bad about him, yeah, but I just knew him as a legitimate guy. If we're talking about gangster stuff, I don't know him like that, right? Right, right, right. But do you, you know think, I mean? do you think Anthony Center is going to get the respect? Um, when he gets home, or do you think these young guys, these new guys, they have no clue who he is? Or it's, it's not that the Lucchese's are the only family that holds that respect that level. Look at Vic. Since Vic went to jail, there's only been able to have been acting bosses. No one has ever been able to be boss. He's been holding that power like like Persico has. Mm. The Lucchese's do have that respect, and that's who he's with. They're gonna come home, and I'm sure they they got you know bags of money waiting for him. Really? So, oh, okay. Because you got uh, restaurants, unions. You got Lucchese's have a lot of that stuff. The problem is you hear a lot about the Gambinos and the Genovese family when it comes to un- the Lucchese's were just as big as the as the Genovese when it comes to unions. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that he was with the Lucchese crime family. But yeah, yeah and he was right. in garbage. Remember that he was in garbage. He was in Holland. Really? When he went away. Yeah. So you Big think he's going to get his? You think he's going to get his his just due? When he's he going to get his due. Absolutely. Oh, all right. Good. Good. All right. Yeah. All right. Like you said, man, thirty five years in prison in federal penitentiary. Yeah. They weren't called the Gemini twins for no reason. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly Out of that crew. Exactly. Um. So what do you got going on, man? Tell us about your uh, what you what you're doing. You got your podcast. Well, I'm laying up in Atlantic City right now because um. I got knee surgery and I was living in a five story walk up. So I went out to AC uh, to lay up. I got knee surgery. I just got into physical therapy this week. And in another two weeks, they said I'll probably get the green light to get back into the gym, get healthy. I gained like 50 pounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. just been, a, it's just been a mess lately. And then I'm hoping uh, by the spring, I could just, you know, get back out there, start work again. Good. And uh, put my life a little, put my life physically back in order. Everything else is just, you know, enjoying life one day at a time. You still have your podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. I haven't put nothing out in a while. And you know, I don't do interviews except for people that I personally like and I want to help with channels. Thank you. Other sir. than that, I'm not doing any. Yeah, no, of course. I'm not doing any interviews. But um, Gene's home now. Uh, we, we were supposed to link up and do a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just waiting, like I said, to get back on my feet in the right way. Yeah. I got to see if I could reach out to Gene and see if I can get him on too. I this one guy I did not try to reach out to and get him on for an interview because he does seem to go on uh, uh, several interviews and um, so on. So if I saw him on uh, Jeff Nadu's channel and 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 yeah. he, used to, he used to do work with uh, John uh, Elite, so I'll, I'll reach out to him and see if he'll come on for for an interview. I have not had him on. All right, sounds good. Uh, Hootie, listen, I appreciate you, man. Much love, much respect, always. Feel better, John, and uh, be we'll good, be in, my man. We'll be in touch, brother. Talk soon. All right, later. Bye.